Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Hello, you're listening to SEM Synergy, your weekly digital marketing podcast. I'm Bruce Clay, here with Rob Ramirez, Christy Kellogg, and Virginia Nessie. Thanks, Bruce. We've got a great show lined up today. Coming up later on the program, we've got a talk with David Zatella, our VP of Search Marketing here, who did a AMA on Reddit last week. Um, it was in the PPC subreddit, and he answered everybody's questions, um, including that question that keeps coming up, which is, what's going on with the sidebar ads, and how does that affect how people do PPC? So stay around for that after the break. And then first up here, we'll tackle some search engine news. There's two main pieces of news we'll get to. The first is changes to Google local search. There's an article on search engine land um, where you can find the way that the Google's updated its help documentation around how to get your business to show up on a local search page. And you'll notice the big changes relate to Describing how to improve your Google My Business listing. There's a screenshot of the mobile map page three pack and um, a little bit of expansion around their ranking um, factors, relevance, distance, and prominence. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, the, the going back, the relevance, distance, and prominence isn't as much of a surprise as anybody would have thought. The distance obviously is based upon how close you are to the searcher, uh, to the best of Google's ability to figure out where the searcher is. Uh, sometimes uh, if you're uh, on some mobile network, they might just pick a local hub area uh, versus GPS type things. So it's a little bit harder. Relevance is the one I find most interesting and probably going to be influenced a lot by the Panda update. Because relevance is also mentioned. If you're a prominent hotel, then they know you're a prominent hotel. Even if you don't have digital things saying it, they'll figure out that you're a prominent hotel or an attraction or a historical monument or, you know, nobody links to historical monuments for some reason. <laughs> the statues are just there on the street. So... Google has indicated that the relevance is actually going to be bigger than just about anything else. Um, and they did say that links will play as part of relevance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and certainly prominence is in there as well. Yeah, so it's interesting. Like, what do they define relevance as, right? Um, there is definitely more, after Pigeon uh, came out, there's more of an emphasis on traditional ranking factors, as they used to call them, read links, right? external links pointing to your site. But as you mentioned, Bruce, there's definitely 
mentions that are not links, citations. I mean, the entire local sphere is based on a citation graph and uh, name, address, and phone number. And, and that's predicated on the fact that those sites that mention name, address, and phone number don't have to link back to your property. They just have to define what they are and they're all included. So it, it makes a lot of sense that Google would expand that to find other references uh, for a business, especially uh, those localized references on sites that deal specifically uh, with that geographic region. And I'm talking about like local periodicals and these types of things um, where you're mentioned prominently uh, in the local newspaper. Uh, so that's going to carry more weight, you would think, than um, you know some of the other traditional signals that are out there. Um, another thing is, is sentiment online about your brand and about your business. Um, you know, which, which comes from reviews in a lot of ways. And, and they do mention specifically for managing your Google My Business listing to manage and respond to reviews that are put out there. Um, just just uh, the other day, Google made it a little easier to leave reviews uh, on Google My Business. Uh, you actually don't have to have a Google Plus account anymore. That was like one of the barriers that people were really bothered by um, traditionally when it comes to being able to leave a review on Google because not everyone has Google Plus accounts. Most people don't. So removing that and being able now to log in and, and uh, not have to be tied to one of those accounts should allow Google to start to gather more reviews. I think that uh, there's other things at play, but you're right. You're right. Reviews clearly are in there. What we don't know is whether there are certain sites that inherently are expected to be right. For instance, is the Better Business Bureau site locally a better resource than the Chamber of Commerce? And is that a better resource than the Yellow Pages, mm -hmm. if you will? So uh, now if they all match, then it's great. But exactly. if they don't, then which one is accurate? And which, you know, you, you have a job of maintaining your own presence. Absolutely, absolutely. Another update to local search practice is related to Google remo removing location filters to search results. Rob, I saw you talking about this in local search forum. Can you walk us through it? Yeah, so this was something uh, that Google changed a while ago, right? They removed the ability for you to set your geographic location to one other than your own. Uh, so SEOs and people in our industry had to go to um, other methods of, of retrieving that data if we were interested in seeing what folks in other cities were searching, what, what the SERP results looked like to folks in other cities. One of the best ways to do it was to use Chrome's uh, geographic emulation tool. Um, it was in the Chrome Developer Kit. You can just go in there, put in the longitude and latitude for any location, reset your location, uh, and it was like you were searching from that area. So you're able to see exactly what folks uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, were searching for, what, what their uh, results showed in the SERP. Google took that away, and they took it away about two, three weeks ago now. No real fanfare, it just stopped working basically, like so many things that Google kind of uh, has do. So that's that's one, and it was confirmed by the way, uh, there have been uh, other folks that have written articles about that particular method of changing your location, and uh, across the board it just doesn't work any longer, um, and I, we don't expect it to come back. So we're forced to go to an alternate source of information. So you can use the Google AdWords uh, Display Planner, right, which is supposed to be something that 
PPC um, accounts, account managers can use. They can set their location, set the device that they're on, change their location so they can see whether their paid ads show up on a SERP in another city. But we also can use it organically. We can, we can, because it displays a rendered SERP and it's accurate. So we can uh, cheat and you know, not pay attention to the paid ads on the page, pay attention to the organic ones, the order in which they're laid out, and get an idea of how our clients are doing from a visibility standpoint. There's also a third-party site called iSearchFrom.com, who I'll give a shout-out to because we are using them right now, and they use the AdWords Display Planner. They essentially built a site that kind of uh, automatically pings that service and returns the results. So it's actually the Google AdWords Display Planner, but in this case, um, uh, it's uh, iSearchFrom.com. So another example of, of Google taking away some of the tools in the SEO's toolbox, uh, nothing new there. Um, they've been doing it for a while, and I don't imagine it's gonna change anytime soon. Well, the, the big problem, and I think this is a problem for everybody, is that if you take away information necessary to manage your business, digitally manage your business, pretty soon they're going to, somebody should figure out that being, if they offer it, is going to be the choice, you know? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, it, you know, it's, it's telling, of course, that the, the one tool that we can rely on Google not taking away is the AdWords Display Planner because it's tied to AdWords and that's not going anywhere. So we're using it for a purpose that it wasn't intended for, but we can rely on it being there because they're not going to take it away from their paid customers. So uh, we can live in that world, I guess. Well, what's going to keep them from charging for it? Oh, that's true. If you ask anybody, everybody understands that Google's in the business of making money. So... Hey, if they're going to give you their data, you're going to to benefit your company, right? Yeah. So this is information that benefits me. And if Google can figure out how to make money in the middle, that's fine. It's their data. Yeah. They're so, paying a lot of money in order to keep that going. Can you set your location in Bing search? I don't know that you can. I don't. Uh, but that uh, my comment was really, what if they did? If Bing gave you the ability to do that, wouldn't more people be inclined to at least try Bing? Um, one of the big issues that I personally have, and this is a mini rant, I really think that Google is doing minor things one thing at a time in order to discourage SEO information so that people have to buy ads. It's like the boiling frog problem, you know, one little degree at a time. And, and by the time you're done, what's left is the only thing I can count on for value for an hour of my effort. The only thing I can count on is going to be pay-per-click. And I, I see it going in that direction. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's true, right? And, and um, Google always has taken these things away from SEOs. Um, you know, the, the TLD operator, right? Showing synonyms, related queries, was, was a brilliant way to do keyword research when you were an SEO. Was, we used it all the time. We relied on it. We trotted in our training courses. And Google, of course, take, took it away. And you ask them, why did you take it away? It's, well, because it took a lot of resources to, to maintain it, and no one used it. And they're right. No one did use it. Don't get me wrong. 90% of SEOs did. But in the scheme of things, we're a very minute percentage of the overall folks that are out there. And then uh, same thing with uh, changing your location. Who used that? 
other than SEOs and people that are interested and, and maybe businesses that were really hyper interested in making sure that they could see what the results in another location look like. The average user never used it. So Google is justified in saying, well, we're not going to maintain this. Not many people use it and it takes resources to do so. And here we end up uh, seemingly time and time again. And what about Yahoo and Microsoft? They're in the news this week, too, as Yahoo has set um, a preliminary deadline for bids for its um, core business as well as anything anyone will buy, basically. Um, they are open to proposals, and they want you to tell them what part of their business you want to acquire and for what price. So it could be their core web business or pieces of it. It could be for stakes in Alibaba Group Holding, their Chinese product, um, or Yahoo Japan. And Microsoft is willing to help finance a buyout. Um, they're trying to preserve the revenue it generates from its search partnership with Yahoo. Well, I would think that anybody that needs to control their own destiny at all in search would be sitting there thinking about it. I would think Facebook would think about it, and probably any of the social media mechanisms would think about it. They're trying to come up with ways to make money. Certainly there's enough money here. Um, we just have to figure out how best to do it. And uh, if I were looking to buy a search engine, I certainly would rather buy one than build one. It's pretty expensive to start from the ground up right now. Sounds like in your mind Yahoo is a technology company. Technology, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're going to buy assets, what are you going to buy? You, you wouldn't, I cannot think of a competing technology company that would buy them for market share. Mm -hmm. So if you're not buying it for market share, you're buying it for technology and uh, perhaps some form of client migration. I mean, if... If Facebook owned them, that would give Facebook a phenomenal search capability and within Facebook give them a phenomenal ad management capability. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook would want to do it. And the fact that in discussion so far, the only indicator we have is that Microsoft is interested in doing it basically to protect their ability to do ads. Uh, if Facebook bought them, Microsoft would have probably a bigger competitor than Yahoo. Sure. So uh, let's understand that uh, in some cases this may be a defensive move to buy them. What's unknown at this point is what state is that algorithm in, right? It has been, it, it's been Bing's back end for so long um, and, and Yahoo's gone through so many problems trying to redefine themselves as a company and you know, where are they going to focus and, and the latest uh, trend or the latest language coming from them was, oh, we're going to be mobile, we're going to own mobile, right? They haven't really made any strides towards actually doing that, um, although I think it is a good way to go, right? A mobile-only search engine makes a whole lot of sense to me and is something that Google isn't doing, uh, but, uh, you know, clearly the writing's on the wall that mobile is important uh, when we're talking about online search share. Uh, you know, some of the properties that Yahoo owns, I mean, Alibaba is probably the most valuable, right? The Chinese e-commerce um, platform is huge I and mean, it's bigger than Amazon. Uh, so their, their stake in that makes them more attractive, I'm sure. Uh, aside from that, you know, I think they own Tumblr. That's another one that maybe has some kind of play on an entertainment uh, kind of way. 
but at this point it's uh, you know the, the parts you're, you're breaking up Yahoo and selling it for its parts at that point I'm not sure if anyone's going to be able to come in and save uh, that company at this point and I think that's kind of what this indicates is going on we're following the news around Yahoo so we can keep readers up to date Subscribe to our newsletter so you can get the latest news and analysis as it unfolds each month delivered to your inbox. Go to bruceclay.com newsletters to subscribe and read the March issue. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but stick around because David Zatella is going to give us highlights from a recent Ask Me Anything or AMA he did on Reddit. More SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hi, welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia Nessie, and this is Bruce Clay, Inc.'s weekly digital marketing podcast on all things search and digital. And I'm joined by David Zatella. Hi, David. Hi, Virginia. Today I wanted to cover some of the topics that were talked about in a recent AMA you did. An AMA, a Reddit, Ask Me Anything, over at RPPC. Um, That looks like it was a great one-hour people's chance, Redditors, I guess especially, chance to kind of pick your brain and figure out your process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Worked really well. My first AMA. And I saw that, I mean, like, a lot of big names have done AMAs over at that RPPC. I saw Brad Geddes and Frederick Valles. Yeah. How, how do you say his name? Valles. Valles. So, yeah, there's a, probably a really active PPC community there. Yeah, and I, I had never known about it, so 
do you think that you'll... Another good resource. Yeah, totally. I know that you use Twitter. Okay, so let me pull up this AMA, which people can get, and we have a short link for it. Right now, it's the sticky post on Reddit slash r slash ppc. Okay, here's our short link for it. It's bit.ly slash ama dash zetella, and your last name is S-Z-E-T-E-L-A. Okay, so if we were to, uh, to go on Reddit and find this really cool conversation, what was your, like, kind of take of the thing? I mean, you guys, you made it one hour long, so were the questions flying at you during that time? I know a lot of them were actually set up beforehand. Yeah, most of them were set up beforehand, but they turned into conversations, and then uh, there were some that came in during the um, AMA. Very diverse questions. It was really fun. Yeah, some of them about, like adapting to an agency or our agency in particular i guess i should say because you've you've had your own agencies and the last question which was in this thread that doesn't look like it got an answer maybe came in a little late was the most common mistakes that you see regarding assisted conversions or what's your take on adwords tracking store visits i don't know if that's something that you cover in your presentation on common adwords mistakes um, not really. AdWords reports about assisted conversions is, I call it interesting, but not actionable. Mm. Uh, there really isn't uh, a lot of, you can do with the information that you have in hand. Uh, I find that Google Analytics multi-channel funnel reports give you a lot more information about number of steps that someone takes before they, they actually convert. And it's actually actionable because you can break it down by campaign, ad group, and keyword. Well, that's really helpful. And then the uh, AdWords tracking store visits, I haven't tried them yet. We haven't had any clients that uh, have brick-and-mortar places. I've read about them, and they seem like they would work, but uh, I can't speak from experience. Cool. Now Pet Piranha has an answer. I hope they're listening to the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going back up to the top of this thread here because um, if people aren't aren't familiar with Reddit, comments are voted up based on you know how popular they are, so they kind of rise to the top of I the, didn't know that. of a thread. Yep. So the most popular question was from Ginny Marvin, you know Ginny over at uh, Search Mar- Search Engine Land. I know her as like kind of one of the editors of of the PPC area. Right. She's great. She um, she asked for how our team at Bruce Clay Inc. has influenced your approach to paid search at all and if there's any synergies in the ways teams or clients look at PPC and relates to the overall marketing strategies. Now, I'll add to this a little bit too because I was in a call with you and a client the other day as we were kicking off a new project and I heard you describe our process is very team oriented and so we have our team here which you know you lead as the VP of search marketing and I wonder if that's different than other agencies or well I'm not sure I suspect yes because uh, communication between departments even in small companies um frequently is is uh, less frequent and less deep than it should be um, and I'll, I'll have to say that especially recently the SEO team and the PPC team have uh, started to meet regularly uh, share reports regularly and uh, it's helped it's already helped immensely I mean we we pull up uh, for example we pull up 
uh, channel reports when we are reporting on monthly uh, performance. And we show the client not just the number of conversions and the uh, average order value and the revenue, et cetera, uh, from PPC. We show the uh, all of those data points for organic, direct, um, you know, any channel that is pushing traffic to the site. Mm. So frequently we were able to say, uh, for example, all the other channels suffered, but PPC saved the day. Or conversely, um, all of the channels suffered, including PPC, so maybe there's something wrong with the site or maybe it's due to seasonality. Or, you know, I stopped a PPC campaign and organic also suffered, and then you see that there's a synergy with the branding or that yes, kind of thing. exactly. That's really cool. Okay, awesome. Okay, the next post is about your offer, which we'll kind of repeat at the end of the show here, but you've got a PDF copy of your book and also a presentation on AdWords mistakes, which people can get, and you gave out your email here. So is that something we can share with podcast listeners too? Absolutely, sure. That's dzatella at bruceclay.com. So hey, what do you think are the biggest changes in your personal approach to PPC over the last 15 years? The answer I gave pertained to client satisfaction. Uh, you know, I, I, I've learned an immense amount about how and when and uh, what kind of information uh, we need to share with clients, and especially how to resolve issues with, with a variety of client personalities. Mm. Another thing that I think has changed a lot is the mantra uh, up to two or three years ago was the more keywords, the better. And mm. I, re- I remember uh, very, when I was very proud to have built my first million keyword account. <laughs> You know, we, we had covered every every possible long tail keyword, and uh, quick, quickly found that dealing with a million keywords imposed a, a huge overhead managing the account, uh, trying to pull it into AdWords editor, trying to f- find things in the, in the native interface. Started to pursue a different approach called keyword light, where we would start uh, a new account advertising with you know the very obvious and the very important core terms and then we would wait to see which were the uh, ad groups that gained the most most traction in terms of conversions and conversion rates and then we would start to uh, build those out with more long tail terms that makes sense so you find what's working and then build from there instead of just kind of throwing every piece of spaghetti you have at the board right yeah when we do audits now One of the things we do is calculate uh, the number of uh, keywords that have never converted and the number of keywords that have never, uh, that has never accrued any impressions, meaning no one's ever searched on that term. Mm. And uh, frequently we see accounts where, you know, there may be 22,000 keywords and only 100 of them have ever converted. Mm. Uh, That usually also means that the account has spent a lot on clicks that didn't convert. So uh, we also calculate the amount of money lost to clicks that didn't convert. Okay. So it's usually an indicator of, uh, you know, things that really need to be uh, tackled first. Uh, I'm going to go off book here and for a second and ask about the audit process. I don't think this is kind of dived into in this AMA, but... 
um, you've been doing a lot of audits um, because we do offer a free 15-minute uh, audit at like the conferences and stuff, you know, right. so that people can kind of see what it is they're missing from working with you. Um, do you have a process for your like quick audit? What are like the high-level areas that you're going to examine? Yeah, we've got a, a very detailed process. It's a, a four-page document with... Um, you know, several, many different checkpoints uh, that we look at, uh, trying to find mistakes and trying to find mis missed opportunities. So, uh, for example, we'll look at uh, the the ads and the ad copy and the messaging, and uh, provide feedback on that. Uh, one of the most frequent mistakes I see, and this is in the slide deck that uh, we'll be giving out, uh, is that. Advertisers are running too many ads per ad group. Uh, they think that's a good idea because they think they're testing those ads against each other. And uh, the fact is that uh, almost always they let that test go very long. And as a result, they may be, they may be running five loser ads against uh, one winner and one clear winner. Mm. And, you know, the, the, the easy win, the easy quick win is to just shut off the, the ads that are uh, not performing as well as the winner. So we, we look at ads, we look at keywords, uh, we look at the keyword match types. And uh, another tip is that uh, we, we've settled on using only uh, broad match modified and exact match keywords. We're no longer using uh, phrase match because for some reason the cost of phrase match clicks has risen over the past year especially. Uh, and we you know, the search terms are pretty much covered by the broad match modified keywords. So we look at keywords, we look mm -hmm. at the landing page, um, we look at all the ad extensions. Another, another fun one is, I would say 80% of the audits reveal that uh, ads are being served outside of the geographic target that the advertiser has chosen. Um, and so we look at that and we calculate exactly how much has been spent on clicks outside of the geographic location mm -hmm. and frequently find, you know, it's thousands, tens of thousands of dollars uh, that the client wasn't even aware of. So uh, that's another quick fix. Why would an ad be served outside of the location that they sent? Because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say, this is kind of a Trump, Trumpian thing to say, I'm not going to say that it's a, a blatant money grab by Google. <laughs> so I'm definitely not going to say that. But uh, the fact is that uh, by default, uh, there's a little advanced geographic setting that sh says, uh, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, something like, show my ads to people uh, in my geographic targeted location and people that from outside the location that might be interested in my products or services. And, um, you know, that sounds innocuous, but what it does is gives Google carte blanche to spray the uh, ads all over the world. Uh, and the, the fact that that is uh, the default setting is uh, the thing I'm not going to say. <laughs> but it's easily fixed, and that's another quick, easy win. Okay. All right. Got to know what you're looking for, though. Yeah. It's in the dimensions tab. Uh, so here's a question about targeting methods on Google Display Network. I'm going to kind of 
fast forward through this question. So the question was, do you have preferred targeting methods on the GDN? And you said custom affinity audiences because of the best possible precision, marketing, remarketing lists. Um, oh, okay. So then the person asks, what do you mean by the best possible precision here? And then you say the ability to hyper-target ads to people in your target audience or even a subset. And somebody asks for a guide or a recommendation for setting these up. He doesn't yeah, really see. I didn't see that before the end of the AMA. Yeah, that's cool. But I don't know if you have written anything about this, or if you know that you know maybe Google has something on this, or uh, another another organization has written anything on hyper targeting ads with custom affinity audiences. You know, I ha I haven't seen a lot of resources uh, by third parties. You know, I've seen a handful of articles about affinity audiences, at least one that I've written myself, hmm. uh, custom affinity audiences. Uh, I'd say that the best resource right now uh, is the set of help pages uh, right in AdWords. Okay. Uh, they still don't really go as far as they should in giving uh, examples. You know, it's... Uh, they, they might supply one example, but it, it doesn't uh, doesn't uh, mm -hmm. leave the person educated about how they need to apply it to their uh, situation. That's a good content hole. I know that um, one of the writers here at the company had followed along with your um, AMA, and afterwards she was like, there are a lot of seeds of good content here that, you know, together we might just need to expand on. Um, well, I wish I could say that my uh, the book that is currently being sold out there that I wrote, um, on, I think in 2009, I wish I could say that was a good resource. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, most of these, uh, you know, th th most of the uh, targeting methods that I really like were not uh, existent back then. Mm -hmm. But there is a rumor that um, there may be another book coming out someday. Yay. I, I've heard that rumor. Have you really? <laughs> um, and then what's, what is your PDF book? Is that the same book? Or is that That's different? the book that I wrote for Wiley Cybex back in 2009 okay. called uh, PPC on One Hour a Day. Got it. Okay. Question about education. There's actually a couple questions about education. I've lost one of them now, but then there was another about certifications and stuff. What are right. your feelings on that? Uh, I love the AdWords and Bing Ads uh, certifications. I think they're AdWords. Bing Ads only has one, uh, but Ad, uh, AdWords uh, offers let's see six, seven if you include uh, Google Analytics, and uh, they are uh, difficult enough that they require study. And uh, we found it to be a, a great way to bring uh, new hires up to speed quickly. You know, I almost never, even with senior people that we have, we've hired, I've never seen somebody that has a complete uh, a set of skills that cover all the topics that Google mm -hmm. offers, including myself. I'm going, I'm going to uh, pass the shopping certification next week. Yay. I know we're yeah. collecting them, those certifications around That's here. Right. <laughs> That's right. Kyle's got the most. <laughs> 
deep competition. Okay, let's see. Let's do one more before we finish off here. Um, how about that big topic that everybody asks about, which is what's going on with removing sidebar ads in Google search? But who's going to get the impact? Yeah, well, unfortunately, there are winners and losers already. And uh, the winners are companies that can afford to, uh, to some extent, buy their way to the top of the page. Um, but even even more pertinent, uh, they're using all of the ad extensions uh, and maximizing the amount of real estate that their ads occupy in the search results page mm-hmm. uh, so that they can actually uh, sometimes push their competitors down further in the, in the uh, ranking. Um, and as we all know, uh, more real estate equals better click-through rate, better click-through rate equals better quality score, uh, better quality score uh, leads to lower CPCs, which is directly related to profitability. So it's important to to be up there with all of your uh, ad extensions. The losers are going to be, and have already started to be, uh, those advertisers who are in uh, very competitive markets. And uh, this, this is frequently... Uh, a local business, a law firm or financial firm, um, even plumbing and uh, HVAC, where there's a lot of competition locally, and the key and, and for that reason, the keywords are very exp- very expensive. The CPCs for the keywords are very expensive. Uh, now, whereas before this change, uh, it, it was possible for uh, an advertiser in that situation to get some clicks and conversions, uh, despite the fact that their ad appeared low on the page, and even at the bottom of the uh, page, um, they're, they're being priced out of the market. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's going to be some fallout from uh, advertisers in, that, in those industries. Um, I've also read recently that first page bid amount, Google lets advertisers know how much they would need to pay to, to just show up on the first page. First page bid amounts are uh, definitely going up. Mm. And that's, that's the reason because there are fewer ads on the page. Right. But across I did hear the board, from, from doesn't matter Fre- your industry, right? Just across right. the board. Mm. I did hear from uh, Frederic Vallis when I interviewed him on my show uh, this week that Google, when he was with Google, they did experiments that led to this action, and they found that the ads at the bottom of the page outperformed the ads on the side of the page. So they talked internally about trying to convince advertisers that they should, you know, shoot for the bottom of the page, even if their ads were not high on the page. And uh, they, Google just concluded that uh, that was just counterintuitive, and people wouldn't believe it. Hmm. Wow, uh, here we are. That's an interesting uh, uh, finding. So, well, I I would like to hear more on that. That you you guess I guess is a good time to mention that you talk about it with Frederick Valleys on your show, and that you have a show called PPC Rock Stars, which people can of course subscribe to and hear more from you and your guests, all all the experts in this uh, online advertising space. Thank you, David, for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure, as always. And so you can get a copy of Dave's PDF 
um, book or presentation about top AdWords mistakes, if you drop them a line at dzetela, S-Z-E-T-E-L-A, at bruceclay.com. Thanks again for sharing your AMA highlights. Anytime. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the show and then new shows will be in your podcast player when you're ready for them. From all of us at Bruce Clayton, this has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.